you're listening to a message from Lifeway Church. For more information about our church and our ministries, please visit www.lifeway.church. Now, please enjoy this message from our pastor, Bruce Rhodes. It's no secret that anxiety is a normal reaction to the uncertainty and the things that may harm us. We're dealing with anxiety at a level that we, I, I believe in my lifetime at least, we've never dealt with that uncertainty. I, I, I heard growing up, I heard my grandmother talk about the depression. And she talked about the things that they went through and the food uh, and, and, and different things that they dealt with and the uncertainty. But during this time that we're dealing with, I think there's some top things that people are dealing with that, that I want to make us aware of. So, you know, if you haven't dealt with this, these things, that's great. But there are people everywhere beside you that live beside you that you come in contact with, whether by email or over the phone during these days, they're dealing with these issues. Uh, number one is health. When, when we think of pandemic, we think of our health. And uh, there's, there's two things. There's uh, um, contracting it, and then there's spreading it. And so we're concerned about that. And so when we think about going out or doing things, are people coming in or close to us, uh, there's, there's that uncertainty. And so that, that causes stress and anxiety. You know, protective gear. Like, what do we wear when we go to these places that we must go to buy some more food? Um, do we have the gloves? Do we have the right mask? Is it going to work? Uh, where do I get a mask? Because uh, how the, the people aren't selling masks on the side of the road. So, you know, is there a big enough supply of all this stuff? All of these uncertainties cause stress and anxiety. How about financially? There are people that have lost their job. 27 million people have lost their job, filed for unemployment. But um, that's not a surprise because they were telling us that a few months ago. And so this job loss, um, thinking about if you have a job, be grateful that you have a job, but you're still thinking, how is my employer going to handle all of this? And with the pressure of uh, all of this affecting the bottom line of the company, um, how are, how are we going to deal with this? How about the supply line of essentials, the food and the, the different things? It, it just causes more and more thoughts and anxiety. How about uh, this question? When is this thing going to end? It, what is the new normal going to be like? And this frustration that we're all dealing with that we're not going to be able to go back to the way things were before 2020. What does that look like? You know, even though many things are changing and will change, God never changes. He's the only one that stays the same, and I'm so glad. Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus Christ, the same today, or yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes, and he's already out there in my future. That gives me strength. That gives me comfort. When I read things like the CDC, the CDC says coping with stress will make you and the people that you care about and your community stronger. Coping with stress. 
Well, here's what God says in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7. He says, give me all your cares. Give me all your worries. Give me all your concerns and all your anxieties. And I will make you stronger with my grace. I will take care of you, he says. If you give me your care and give me your worry and give me your anxiety. You know, worry is, is something that we are walking around picking up these days. This worry and that worry. And, you know, the, the title of our series now is You Can't Handle This. Because you know what? You, you can't handle this. You can't handle this. God did not make you to carry worry. That's why in 1 Peter 5, 7, he says, cast all of your care, cast all of your anxiety, cast all of your worry on me. Jay, I need your help, if, if you would. And you've got a big role to play here as we do this demonstration. You're going to be God. So, leave that right there and come right over here. If, uh, yeah, don't tremble because those are big shoes to fit in the social distancing here. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I've got worry. You've got worry. All God's children have anxiety right now. But, but here's what the Word of God says. If we will cast all of our care upon Him, Him, He would take care of us. And so he wants to give us something that we don't have called grace, right? God wants to give us his grace. He wants to give us grace. And notice how much greater grace is than our worry. Thank God. But he wants to give us our grace, but he can't give us our grace if we're going to carry our worry. <laughs> it doesn't work this way. And so... I have to give him my worry before he's able to give me his grace. Isn't that good? God's grace is so much greater, so much stronger, so much bigger than the worry that we give up every day when we cast our care upon him. God's grace is something that we can handle. We, we weren't made to handle the worry. Thank you, Jay. Thank you for this grace. Thank you, God, for his grace. Right? The Lord knows what we have need of even before we ask. But we have to come to him, cast our cares upon him because he cares for us so that we can receive his grace. In fact, the Amplified Version says, Casting all of your cares, all of your anxieties, all of your worries, all of your concerns, once and for all on Him, because He cares for you with the deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. He's watching over you very carefully. He's doing His part. We have to do our part. And our part is continually casting all of our care, all of our worries, all of our concerns. That's every day. Sometimes that's hourly. We, we as a family, we did the, we, we adopted a prayer uh, drill. You know, like the, they teach you as children to do the fire drill. Drop, dro stop, drop, and roll, right? <laughs> if you're on fire, stop, drop, and roll. 
for us as a family, we, had, we adopted the prayer drill. We stop, drop, and pray. And whenever you need to, to stop, drop, and pray, you're ready to do that if you build that into your habit. You know, you can't hold on to worry and anxiety and take God's grace at the same time. It just doesn't work that way. So exchange your worry for God's grace. Let go of your worry so that you can take more of His grace. You can't just say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to not worry. No, you have to be decisive and you have to declare, I have given God my worry and I refuse to take it back. It doesn't belong to me. I gave it to God and that's where it will stay. We were talking last week about grace. We're going to talk some more about grace. And, and the fact that God's supernatural ability and strength is His grace, and He wants to give it to us. Paul knew that. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 10, Paul said this, But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And His grace to me was not without effect. Or, in other words, His grace to me did not go in vain, or it, it wasn't unproductive. God's grace in my life was fruitful, it was productive, it was the right thing at the right time to do the right thing. And He says, no, I worked harder than all of them. Yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. And so Paul was in challenging situations the whole time of his ministry after he received Jesus as Lord on the road to Damascus. He understood about this grace that he needed to, to take every step that he took. And Paul knew that it was God's grace in him and his ability in him that started him in the ministry. And he knew he needed God's grace to finish his ministry. Paul also knew that his natural ability had a beginning and an ending. And he knew when that uh, uh, he had to depend on the supernatural strength and ability of, of God. So grace is so important in the Word of God that we're told to continue in grace. That's Acts 13.43. We're told to abound in grace. That's 2 Corinthians 8, 7. We're told to be strong in grace. That's 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 1. And we're told to grow in grace. That's 2 Peter 3, 18. All that's in the notes there. So if you didn't get it, and you can watch rewatch the video. You can go to the podcast and get the audio. But meditate on those scriptures and draw strength from them. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 4 for our our key scripture today. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16 tells us, the writer of Hebrews, who I, I think was, was Paul, he had a distinct understanding, a deep revelation of the grace of God. And he said in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, he says, let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. There's some, there's some significant steps there that we need to look at and examine a little bit more closely. This, we're living in a time where we need more grace. We need more grace. And the longer we go, the more complex the situation becomes politically, in the area of health and finances, and our relationships. Guys, listen, being just real frank and real honest with you, our relationships are being stressed 
and pressure to the point of people being upset at one another over nothing. Because relationships, listen, uh, experience that stress that you're dealing with. You may think that you're, it, it's, you're the only one being affected, but everybody that is connected to you is affected by the stress that you're carrying. And so we need more of God's grace. And Hebrews 4.16 promises us that we can receive God's grace and that God has given us his grace. In fact, the first point of this verse is coming to the throne of grace. God has a throne of grace. His throne is full of grace, full of strength, full of ability, full of power. All the power that you need, all the strength that you need can be found at the throne of God. He invites you, our Father, our Heavenly Father, who calls you by name, who knows you, who knows the very hairs on your head has called you, invited you, sent you an invitation. He's waiting and watching for you to come to his throne to receive all that you need for today. And he's got more for tomorrow. If you'll come to his throne tomorrow, he'll give you the portion of grace that you need for tomorrow. He's expecting us. God's expecting you to come and visit him. The King of kings and the Lord of lords, the creator of heaven and earth, has called you by name, invited you to come to his place, his throne of grace to receive. Gosh, this is, this is based on him, not us. This is based on him and not us. Grace is not about what we achieve, but what we receive. It's not about your achievements. It's about what he freely gives. And then he says, come boldly. Come boldly, confidently. Our name is on the list. We have, we have a right. We, we, we can confidently, confidently walk into the throne of grace at any time. That boldness. We belong to him. Uh, we, have, we can have assurance. This is not being arrogant. This is something that God has already ordained. He has already paved the way and opened the doors for us to come freely into his throne of grace. This invitation is extended because he's our source of strength. He knows that we need it, so he's not going to withhold it. He's going to say, come, take. Here it is, freely, freely. He has set a table in the presence of our enemies. We were just singing about it. He's set this table for us, and on the table there's a nameplate for you. He wants you to come. To receive strength and power and grace. Ability to deal with the things that in your mind you don't think you can deal with. The second point to this scripture in Hebrews chapter 4 is we have to take it by faith. We have to take his grace by faith. Romans 5 verse 2 says we have access. We have access into this grace in which we stand. We have access into the grace in which we stand and we rejoice in the hope, in hope of the glory of God. That's filled with promise. But we have access to it. The way we approach his throne is related to how much we see ourselves in Christ. You need to get this. 
We are in Christ and Christ is in us. This is the hope of glory. Who we are in Christ gives us this bold confidence and assurance to come into his very throne room without begging for something that he has already offered us. We're not trying to talk him out of something that he doesn't want to give. He has freely said, come and freely take of what I've given you so that you can be strong in me and in the power of my might. Look at Psalm 103 for a moment. Psalm 103, and I'm going to read this out of the Holman um, Standard Bible because I like some of the words here. My soul, praise Yahweh and all that is within me. That we know in King James Version, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all, all that is within me. But we're telling our soul to bless the Lord. I have control over my soul, and I'm telling my soul, bless the Lord, my soul. All that is within me, praise his holy name. My soul, praise the Lord, and do not forget all of his benefits. Let's stop right there and talk about benefits. You know, when you receive a new job, and they're laying out the benefit package, you pay attention. In fact, a lot of companies uh, promise you certain benefits before you even sign on. And before you come and uh, take part in the orientation, when you're looking in their manual, <laughs> right? Yes. And you're sitting down and you're talking with the human resources director. You want to know what belongs to you, what they have provided for you. These are called benefits, and in Psalms 103, it says, let's don't forget all of the benefits that God has provided for us. This is freely based on his grace, not our achievement, not on, not on who we are or whether we deserve it. He gave us his grace. And so we should not forget all of his benefits. And here's his benefits. He forgives all of our sin. He heals all of our diseases. He redeems our life from the pit and he crowns us with faithful love and compassion. And he satisfies us with his goodness. He satisfies us with his goodness. Or you could say he satisfies us and gives us his grace so that our youth is renewed like the eagle. You know, when you're dealing with stress and anxiety, you become tired. You become depressed. I mean... Medicine, the medical community has, has proven that. That stress and anxiety weigh you down, depress you to a point of where you don't want to move, you don't want to do anything. There's no strength. It zaps the strength out of you. But we should not forget the benefits that God has blessed us with. And part of those benefits is that he satisfies us with his goodness and his grace, which renews our strength like the eagle's. We need our strength to be renewed. We have to remember the benefits that we have. We have to go back to our employee manual. <laughs> we're not just working for God. We belong to God. <laughs> we're, we're not just workers. We're friends. Jesus says, I call you friends. We belong to God. And God's benefits are here for us freely because he provided them for us. 
So number three, we need to hold on to his help. Because Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. You need help every day. Listen, you're doing things you've never done before. You're being stretched in ways you've never been stretched before. And the number one thing that we can all agree on is that we need help from God. We need his strength. We need his power. And look at what Isaiah chapter 40 verse 29 through 31 says. This is the New Living Translation. It says, he gives power to the weak. God gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired. And young men will fail in exhaustion. But those, we like the buts of the Bible, right? <laughs> there's, there's, there's a change there. There's a pivot there. The young people will, will grow weary and tired, and, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. Are you trusting in the Lord today? If you are, you're going to find new strength. If you're reaching out to him, guess what he's going to give you back? He's going to give you his grace, his power, his strength, his ability, his might in you to strengthen you, to affect your spirit, your soul, and your body. And then it says, they will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. And they will walk and not faint. These are those that trust in the Lord. Today, we need to turn up our trust meter. We need to trust Him more. Seek Him more. Rely on Him more. Worship Him more. Because we'll find new strength. We'll be able to soar on wings like eagles. Above the calamity, above the circumstances, because we're strengthened by the grace of our God. Psalm 121, verse 1. The New International Version says like this, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? I like what the Message Bible says. I look up to the mountains... Does my strength come from the mountains? No. I like that. Because you see some of these pictures, and they have a beautiful picture of a mountain, and then, then they start quoting Psalms 121. I look to the mountains. Where does my help come from? Whence my help come from? And it's almost a picture like your help comes from the mountains. But the, the psalmist is saying, my help, we can look at the mountains looking for help, but our help doesn't come from the mountains. And then it says this, no, my strength comes from God who made heaven and earth and the mountains. <laughs> the one who made the mountains gives me my help. I'm not looking to something that only earth can give me. A beautiful scenery. No, my help comes from the one who created the beautiful scenery. Nature doesn't strengthen me. Although it's good to be out in nature, to be refreshed, and to look at how faithful God is and how awesome he is and how wonderful he made everything. But listen, the God who made heaven and earth, he made you 
And he is there to strengthen you when you look to him for help. When you look to him for help, God, the creator of heaven and earth, helps you. And by helping you, he gives you his strength. He gives you his peace. He gives you his joy. He gives you answers when you need it. And then 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 15, our last scripture for today. Listen, we have to take, we have to take the grace that God has given us. He's freely given it, but we have to freely take it. We have to take it. 2 Corinthians 4.15 says this, And as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving. And God will receive more and more glory. That's an awesome verse. Because I believe that God's grace is reaching more and more and more and more and more people. And that's cause for great thanksgiving. And that great thanksgiving ascending to God in the name of God. God's receiving more and more and more glory than ever before right now. There may be, there may be this virus and other viruses that spread. But listen, God's grace is spreading. God's grace is spreading. God's grace is infectious. When we walk in His grace and we're strengthened by His grace and we give grace, it's multiplied. So today, decide to receive God's grace. Take God's grace. Be infected with God's grace, His power, His strength, His might, His ability. And then go around doing good and giving grace away. Be graceful. Be merciful. Be loving. Strengthen other people with the same grace that you've been strengthened with. Speak words of grace. Let your words be seasoned with grace that they may supply strength to those that hear them. Point people to God's grace. Point them to His grace. Take more of the grace of God for yourself, but point more people to the grace of God. Church, we, we, don't, we don't have the solutions, but we do have God. We don't have the natural solutions, but we have the supernatural solution. And God gives us His supernatural strength when He gives us His grace. So be confident, be bold. Go into the throne room with confidence when you need help. Take hold of God's grace by faith and then hold on to His help. Hold on to His help this week. Be filled with the strength and the purpose of God. Let me just pray for those right now. Thanks for listening to the Lifeway Church Podcast. If you'd like to join us in reaching others by partnering with us today, you can give online by visiting us on our website at lifeway.church forward slash give. Thanks for listening to the Lifeway Church Podcast and remember to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this.